What's up, guys? It's Emmy here with the Voices of Gen Z. And if you haven't heard of TikTok yet, where have you been? TikTok has taken the world by storm, but what is it really like to be TikTok famous? Defined as a video sharing social media network that is often used to spread music, dances, funny videos, and information, TikTok was released in September 2016, and as of July 2020, it is the most downloaded app on the App Store. With 800 million users and creators earning millions a year, TikTok has a lot of people trying to conquer its algorithm. I mean, why wouldn't you try? The possibility of shooting into stardom like TikTok or Addison Rae and having the chance to earn millions a year? It sounds way too good to be true. And if you're anything like me, you probably want to know how likely you are to reach this TikTok fame. Unlike other social media apps, TikTok's algorithm encourages users to post frequently by constantly boosting each video to a different audience. The good thing about this fact is that creators reach a lot more users than they would if the algorithm wasn't this way. But the bad thing is, is it can reach the wrong people really easily. Unlike other social media apps, TikTok's algorithm encourages users to post frequently by constantly boosting each video to a different audience. The great thing about this is that creators reach a lot more users than they would if the algorithm didn't work this way, but the bad thing is, is it can easily reach the wrong audience. In theory, TikTok's algorithm works well enough that someone with zero followers and a new post can go viral with that post, since the For You page is based on interactions, location, and video information, like hashtags and sound. This being said, the app is very location-based, and users' For You pages are often filled with similar users that live near the area. But the For You can also be manipulated by likes, comments, and the time the average user spends watching the video. I thought that was crazy when I found that out. Like, you could watch a video, a 30-second video for 10 seconds, and TikTok will automatically stop showing you those videos or, like, limit those videos. Like, that's insane. Like, they literally check how long you are looking at a post for, and if you watch it 10, 15 times, they'll probably flood your For You page with that. And so that's interesting. I know I'm the person who kind of just lets their phone sit. Oh, it gets so bad. It plays, like, 20 times. But that's something to note. This gives a lot of creators opportunity to spread their influence and gain a lot of followers, which is great, but what is it really like to be TikTok famous? If you watch TikTok frequently like me, then you know who the D'Amelios are. This family of four contains two young daughters, Charlie and Dixie, whom I absolutely adore, and they absolutely run TikTok. Charlie is a 16-year-old girl, and she already has the most followers on TikTok. She is popular for her dancing videos, and many users fell in love with who she is as a person. I mean, I know I did. She's so funny, and she seems so sweet. Charlie, be my friend, please. And you too, Dixie. Like, you guys are just such a dynamic duo. I love it. You guys are so talented and so powerful, and I feel like I would just be so honored to be in your presence. Like, honestly... <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Charlie or Dixie are, Dixie is Charlie's older sister who is really famous for her music, and she's also racked up an impressive amount of fans on the app. Recently, these two sisters and their parents sat down for an interview with NBC's Gotti Schwartz and opened up about how the fame has been. 
They talked about it from the beginning, from when TikTok wasn't even on either of the girls' phones and it was still just a little app similar to Viner Musical.ly. Charlie talks about how her friends always would post dancing videos and ask Charlie to help out since she was a dancer and she could grasp those dances easily and grasp that choreography. So Charlie eventually, after doing many dances with her friends, decided to create her own account. And she remembers the first TikTok that she made that went viral. And she explains that while a lot of kids would have probably been really excited and just like constantly refreshing and getting like addicted to seeing all those likes, she was more nervous. She was stressed and talked about how she felt like she did something wrong and she wasn't sure why she felt like that. And the family goes on to explain what it was like for them to first be recognized at dinner. And I thought that was so funny. I watched the entire interview. It was really good. And if you have any free time, you should go watch it. It's about 25 minutes long. It's amazing. It's on the D'Amelio's YouTube account. Um, And the family talks about, especially the mom, she talks about what it was like seeing a family, more specifically the daughter of the family, recognize Charlie when they were out eating. And I honestly was laughing so hard because I just thought, like, what if you were Charlie and you're, like, eating spaghetti? I like the worst, like, the messiest meal. And someone random is just like, hey, I know you. But they also go in to talk about what it was like when they did realize, like, they had a lot of impact on their younger fans. And they talked about racy videos and songs and how Charlie would constantly come up to her family uh, and ask for reassurance before posting. And her mom always told her if you have uneasy feelings about a post then your answer is no because once it's out there it's out there and you can no longer take it back which is honestly something I took to heart because really when you post anything on any social media regardless of who you are you can't take it back and you can't take you can't tell anyone how they should feel about your post I thought that was like a really really cool piece of information and a cool thing she said I understand why Charlie's so poised because her mom obviously is the same way like that was just such a good note and something that I think a lot of people should hear and Mark the father talks about how he notices that Charlie and Dixie deal with probably five times as much as hate as he would have at their age because of this age in social media and how easy and accessible everyone's page is and how easy it is to find someone um but he also opened up about how he's not ashamed of anything his girls have posted and everything they've posted has been positive and kind and like they always try to put their best foot forward which is all you can ask of your kids and all you can ask of anyone is that they constantly try to treat people with kindness which I think the D'Amelios do a great job at. Moreover, Charlie talked about her dynamic with Dixie and how she was actually really, really, really happy for her sister when her music took off. She talked about how Dixie finally got to show everyone that she was more than just a girl who tried to do TikTok dances. And she also talked about how TikTok in high school helped bond her and Dixie. They opened up about how they weren't very close as younger siblings, which, I mean, is very typical for sisters, I feel. And how high school really bonded them and how driving to school and just driving home gave them those times to really open up to each other and really understand the other person. And both sisters talked about how they looked up to the other in a different way. Charlie's being, I've always looked up to Dixie because she was my older sister. She always seemed like a better, more fun (laughs) and more popular version of me. Someone who I just wanted to be a lot like. While Dixie said that she always looked up to how well Charlie handled everything and how she's inspired by her little sister's bravery, focus, and work ethic. 
Uh, both sisters, in my opinion, are absolute superstars. They are so funny. I think they honestly just have really great energy and are really good in front of the camera, whether or not they want to admit it and whether or not they have always been. But I love watching their TikToks, especially the ones that aren't dancing and it's like their own recording. Those are the best. But Charlie did note how being famous was out of her comfort zone and how sometimes she wishes she could just go out and not care what she looks like because she doesn't have to worry about someone taking a photo, but unfortunately she can't. And she also made sure people knew that she was so grateful for all that she has received and been given because of this fame, but just how, just noted how it isn't what she expected her life to be. Um, the family also agreed that the best thing about being famous was how close they got, which I think was really cool because, you know, fame can really tear people apart. Fame can change a lot of people, but honestly, this family is just so, seems so humble and so just all around good vibes, you know? They just seem like such true, genuine people. And they talked about how, like, when the drama does tear people apart, you realize, like, your family's who's going to stick by your side. They're going to stand with you regardless. And I thought that was really cool that, that they all stated that these were the people that they relied on. Their safe space was their family, which I think is super important, especially for young girls dealing with such, such large amounts of fame. While Charlie missed being able to go out looking bad, Dixie talked about how much she missed school and misses being able to hang out with people without, you know, causing a scene, causing a crowd. Um, even though we're all in a pandemic right now, if we were back at school and we were at like normal life going on, no coronavirus worry, um, Dixie talked about how she just wants to see her friends again. She just wants to hang out with people and, you know, kind of lead a normal life. Be that same girl that she used to be. And same with Charlie. Charlie talked a lot about how she misses just being able to go to dance competitions and not feel like she had to be the center of attention, which I think is actually a very fair thing to say. Like, a lot of people will clap back with the, you asked for the fame, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily ask for the fame while they receive it. They just kind of have to go with it. Once you get fame, you can't really deny it. You can't say, like, no, I don't want it. You Once you get it, you get it. And I think, I really think these sisters and this family are doing great with handling it because they just, I just think they seem so well-mannered on social media and on sites. They just seem so humble and kind and gracious. I feel like I've just said this so much, but if you don't, if you can't tell now, I am obsessed with the D'Amelio family. I think they're just so cute. And like their mother talked about how she just really wants a garden. And I thought that was so cute. I would love a garden too. I'm just terrible at gardening. But you know, I would love for you to create TikToks about your garden and post them on the D'Amelio TikTok account. I will watch all of them. I will save them to my phone. But besides just the family going through this, a lot of TikTokers face a lot of downsides with the app. Some people often talk about how their political videos are removed by TikTok because the Chinese government doesn't really want stuff getting out. A lot of users claim that they'll be releasing things that they feel the population should know and it will be taken down for violating community guidelines even though they aren't using any derogatory words or terms and they are they could even be masking it as a makeup video or a vlog or something else. Their video always seems to be taken down. 
Another thing is, if you don't know about all these dangerous TikTok challenges, you must not be familiar with the Tide Pod Challenge that had teens, adults, and kids eating Tide Pods, which are a little laundry detergent pod that is not is not meant to be eaten. But they had there was so many other challenges like the penny outlet challenge where you put an outlet, plug an outlet in, you put a penny in there and it causes sparks. This actually caused a lot of homes to catch on fire. And the skull breaker challenge. I feel like I shouldn't even explain that. The skull breaker challenge doesn't sound good regardless. TikTok has had its has definitely had its fair shares of risky challenges which have led to a change in the community guidelines. While some of these uh, videos still get by, a lot of them do get stopped and do get removed. Another thing that gets removed unfairly is uh, TikTok was accused of hiding videos from disabled, LGBTQ, and overweight creators because they felt that they were going to get bullied and felt that it would create an unsafe environment for them. And while their idea and thought process was good and correct, their approach was wrong. It shouldn't be hide the creators. It should be punish the people who are spreading the negativity. Don't punish the people for being LGBTQ+, disabled, or overweight. It doesn't really put across that, that positive message. Over its course, TikTok has shown, though, that it does really listen to what their users say about the app. And they do update the community guidelines and they do listen to what people are concerned with or bothered by. So I really do think this app is here to stay. And I do think that the creators are going to try to keep updating it and keep refreshing it to, you know, match up with society and match up with people and match up with its database. Overall, I think its positivity overwhelms its negativity. While the negatives do stand out a lot more, there are so many users out there just spreading entertainment and or help for others. Like doctors will go on there and help patients with some viewers who can't afford to go to therapy. They'll help them deal with mental health issues like eating disorders or depression, stuff like that. Or there'll be people in certain fields like uh, modeling or if you wanted to be a firefighter. There are people on TikTok who will help you learn what you need to take, what classes you need to take, and where you need to go to get to where you want to be. I just feel that there's so much positivity there that we just need to focus on the positivity as a society. You know, like how news really doesn't show all of the positive stuff, but definitely shows all the negativity. I think people in general should just start focusing more on positivity Find those good TikToks. Find those people who are actually there to help and aren't there to hurt and aren't there to be mean. But that's it. I hope you guys feel the same about TikTok. I hope you like it. And if you don't, um, I hope you find a reason to. I don't know. You should probably look for one. There's so many reasons to. Just type in an interest in that hashtag. Find your people. Find your crowd. And if you haven't tried TikTok, you really should. I bet you you'll fall in love with it. And that's all I have for you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you join me next time. That's it. Stay safe and spread love. Bye.